Welcome to One Decent Pastor, a weekly podcast of The Door located in Central Oregon, where three completely average guys join forces to make One Decent Pastor and to discuss, discover, and promote all things Bible. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. How are you fellas doing today? You know how we're doing today. <laughs> You're we, both uh, suffering from allergies or yeah, something today. Chad are dying. We have a Literally similar plight dying. in life. You, yeah, you, you both look terrible. Uh, we both feel terrible. you sound terrible. Yeah. So we have a box of Kleenex here. We're going we're gonna to try not to make weird noises into the microphone, but no promises. Yeah. It's so cold out, I can't imagine there's anything floating through the air. Uh, something's in the air. Yeah. Something, something's in the air tonight. I started right, right, when I, right when I got out of bed. <laughs> Can you feel it coming in the air? Oh, yeah. I feel it especially. <laughs> well, I, I feel great. Slept good. Feel chipper and excited and fresh. We are happy yeah. for you. <laughs> my, my wife asked me last night if we had any NyQuil. I'm like, no, why? She's like, because you need it so you won't snore all night. Mm. Oh. You don't use any, like, little mechanisms? No. Yeah. D- do you? <laughs> what sort of mechanisms? Well, no. They make snoring mechanisms, dude. Like the tape you put on yeah, your nose? You know, Breathe right strip? Kind of, yeah, there's all kinds of stuff. Like a CPAP machine? Like when you say sure. mechanism, that's yeah. where my mind went. Yeah, just machine hook up. And, nah. I think a CPAP is for uh, people that stop breathing. Right, I, sleep I, apnea. I would think that yeah. NyQuil would make you snore more. More, yeah, yeah. That's what <laughs> I was thinking, too. Just right. knock you out and make you snore louder. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, so what do I know? Yeah. Anyway, lo- long answer to say we're, we're doing all right. Good, good. Yeah, at least my <laughs> eyes aren't com- like profusely watering right now because yeah. they were all morning. Like I couldn't keep them from water. I yeah. just looked like I was bawling my eyes out all morning. My eyes normally don't water with allergies, but whatever is in yep. the air right now. It's a it's, thing, it's, dude. It's affecting my eyes too. It's going down. Yeah. Maybe all the wood stoves have started up and people are just burning crap out of yeah. their stove. Maybe so. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, David. Isn't this part of what we're talking about today? David, said, you said the c word. Sorry, garbage. Sorry. Yeah, that's an okay word. I don't. That's uh-huh. I don't know. Gro- gro- growing up, it, w- it was okay in our house. Like that was as high yeah. as you could go up the up the rungs without cussing. Right. So. It's a good topic. We should just talk about what words are acceptable <laughs> and what words are not. So we can say. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. Oh man. I remember one. My oldest son when he was very little. Uh, he, we were at some friend's house, and he was in the bathroom. He had been there for a while, so we went to check on him and just kind of listened to the door. And he was in there practicing the words he couldn't say. Nice. So he was like, I can't say but, I can't say crap. Awesome. He was just going through, like, I think yeah. just a mental inventory of, of what was, you know, acceptable, That's not acceptable funny. practice. Yeah. On, and it was like, well. It's it like the chick funny. on signs at the pharmacy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when he goes to pick up his prescription, and she's like, I said, she's doing her confession, you know. Yeah. Is blank? A bad word? Yeah. Yes, it is. Is this a curse? <laughs> depends <laughs> depends, on, how you, how you depends on how you use it. Yeah, that's a curse. <laughs> okay. That's well, what uh, that made me think of. That, that yeah. might be a topic for another. Yeah, I, I don't think it's probably, <laughs> probably wouldn't last very long. Yeah. People would be tuning out pretty quick. <laughs> or, or others might be tuned in Actually, pretty quick. Probably so grow. this word is right out. Yeah. You can't yeah. say that. Yeah. yeah. Well, we yeah. already have guns in the title, so we got all kinds of people tuning in. <clears throat> yeah. People are like, finally, they're finally talking about my favorite thing. Guns? Yep. Those, well, yeah. those those people that love God uh, and guns, man, and country. Fairly polarizing subject, I would say, in our in our day and age. I think yeah. as many people might hate them as love them. So, great topic, fellas. Yeah. If you go to LP, they love them. Oh, the, if you I go to Three R, I think they love them here too. Yeah. yeah, they do. Three yeah, R too. They love. 
most Christians do. Yeah. Might as well just dig in, dive in, buddy. Go for it. Yeah. All right. Well, that, that's a, that's a segue. So, so I saw an article this week, and the title of it was uh, "Amendment versus Commandment." Amendment. Amendment versus Commandment. Amendment. Do, do guns? <laughs> I'm gonna have to watch you carefully today, so I know right. what you're saying. Right, dude. I have to read said, my lips. I thought you yeah. said something else just now, uh, dude. Amendment. I was like, what the heck? Versus commandment. <laughs> do guns belong in church? Sorry, but you did that so well. That was fantastic. That's because oh, I'm yeah. there with I'm yeah. with him, dude. I can <clears throat> I feel his pain. Right. Okay. Sorry, Chad. Yeah, I'm um, back. I'll like be I'm your the, interpreter. I feel like I'm at the dinner yeah. table be, when I'm like 10 be, years old and laughing with my brother. My dad's telling us to knock off the, the <laughs> what is it called? The horse uh, the horse play. Or the horse play. play. Yeah, it's yeah. enough horse play. <laughs> Tomfoolery. Yeah, <laughs> it's an underutilized word. Tomfoolery. <laughs> Where does that come from, dude? Tom I don't foolery. know, but it's a good word. <laughs> it's an old school and, word, and I think that's phrase. what we're doing right now. Is okay. Tom I think there's a guy named Tomfoolery that was known for that kind is, of. Is that what we're doing? That would make sense. I don't think so. Yeah. All right. All right, guns. Uh, yeah, so do they, do they belong in church? <laughs> so this article, uh, we're not going to talk about the article per se, but, but it just got me thinking. So the article was uh, about uh, two pastors in New York that, that they don't even know each other, like different parts of New York. And one, one pastor's stance is that he feels safe going to the worship service, carry, you know, packing. packing. Makes him feel safe. And, and if he's not packing, he doesn't feel safe. It doesn't feel like he can worship. Well, and even... Right. even <laughs> I don't feel like I can worship without a gun. Yeah. <laughs> Which is which is very American. That's right. Even that he had a responsibility to to protect yeah. the the people, you know. So it wasn't just how he felt, but that you know, it was a yeah. way that he could protect the flock, I guess, from yeah. something bad coming in. I and read the and then the other pastor was kind of on the other side of the spectrum, who said the human has no place, you know, in in church. Some kind of Methodist or something. Yeah, I, I don't remember what what they were, but yeah. Anyway, thought it would serve for a, an interesting kind of. Yeah, you know, we got a few different things. Oh, it's an interesting today. conversation. A, a Baptist right. and a Methodist. So, yeah, I, I, that sounds like it's upsetting up a joke, but I'm yeah. Gonna, Baptist yeah. and a Methodist walk into a bar. Yeah, <laughs> that wasn't it. They just one the one pastor was a Baptist, Trinity Baptist. The other guy was some kind of a uh, mainline Methodist. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> yes. yes. So uh, as we mentioned, you know, we live in an area where where people tend to like their guns. And, yes. Uh, like, do, do do they belong in church? Like, what do, do we have a theological reason for oh, whether, whether we would that. say that they do or they don't? I well, guess you could make a theological reason out of about anything if you try hard enough. Yeah. So <laughs> like the the good of others and the protection of others against injustice and, sure. and stuff could be, I guess, somebody's theological validation sure. justification. For carrying, I would I, I tend to think more like just the nature of the gospel and what that message is. It's kind of weird to walk around ready um, to put somebody down, right? <laughs> like it doesn't make yeah. sense to me. You well, know? that happened. I can't remember where, but that happened a, a few years back in a church, Texas. Texas. Yeah, well, Texas. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, where a guy took somebody out and a shooter came into a tombstone, took him out. Um, yeah, mm-hmm. and I just remember that time thinking, like, is God pleased that that happened? Totally. Yeah. Um, you know, because they were praising this guy for you know the actions that he took and sure. you know demonstrating bravery and you know whatever, but but I just remember thinking like, is God pleased that, that somebody got killed in a church? Hard to say, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's not clear. Like you know, a lot of people are so confident that this is right and this is right, and it's yeah. The scenarios when you start just breaking down scenarios and looking at them for what they are, yeah, it's it's. It's a little more complex than I think we make it. So there's yeah. probably a question about um, security teams at churches and all of this as well, because I think this yeah. is something that's very well. That's huge now, right? Very big right now, yeah. and and people have asked us before if we have, you know, why don't you guys have a security team? And 
um, security cameras and all those kinds of things. Right. And, and, and there's definitely, it, it sets kind of a tone or a, a mood in a church. Some yep. churches just flat out. There was one church we saw, it almost seemed like a joke, but they had a sign posted out front basically warning people, don't even come in here and try any horseplay yeah, right. or tomfoolery because uh, you will get shot, basically. Yeah. Like, yeah. We, we have people in here that we are We have carrying. a big iron on our hip. Yeah, that was so, like, basically. Yeah, yeah. And it's, yeah. like, right at the front door, you know, yeah. just just warning people. And I thought, that's that's pretty, you know, that's well, one extreme. Well, yeah. Um, but anyway, the point is, um, you know, there's a common sense thing where you want to have, you know, some plans in place if something goes awry. But, yeah. but also, like, if, if all your, you know – the first thing people see when they come in is this preparation of, of like doom and gloom and we're, you know, right. it's, it's just kind of a weird thing in general. Totally. Well, this is the conversation we've had over, um, our Lapine location, right? Which is primarily like a warming center. Like, yeah, the church meets there. It is a church building, but like it's a warming center. So you've got this whole ministry that's, that can be a bit risky, sketchy. You know, you got some interesting people that are coming into your building, right? Yeah. Right. That are unpredictable to say the least. And so we've had this conversation about cameras. Where do we post cameras? Right. And I, I even hate what those say. Like if you have a camera that that's one of the first things you see when you walk up to even a warming center, like, but a church, like that's just ridiculous. Like yeah. there, there's, yeah, it doesn't say we're watching you. We're, we don't yeah. trust you. We, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Don't come in here and try anything. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like we get, yeah. I mean the warming center, we've actually had some, some stuff been taken, it's been taken and things like that. And it, there's a liability of like what's going on in there. And I don't know, it makes more sense there maybe because of what it is, but in a church in general, it's, right. it's an odd thing to, well, obviously inside we feel justified in putting up cameras in case something goes down with a volunteer or staff member like you that's it like you do want those so we have no problem with cameras but where they're at because of what they say like matters i just want right. one and i want it pointed at our garbage dumpster to find out who's putting their <laughs> well, stuff in there i have good there. news for you brent like there's one key to that dumpster and nobody no, can get to I'm it in the one so. here oh, okay yeah there's Got no key it. yeah we have oh, a key here. down to the yeah oh people are filling it a lot i don't right. know if it's our people or just random people but then you you pointed out one time like so you post a camera and you see them what are you going to do and yep. it's like you're going to go to their house brent nothing yeah. <laughs> knock on their door show them your gun no we're going to shame like, them up? on the podcast the next week yeah. that's what we're going to do shame on you <laughs> hey real quick this is a total side note but uh Somebody called Want of Wonder. I don't know who that is. That's that's Austin. Oh, that's Austin. Oh, hey, Austin. So Austin tells us, Merriam-Webster says, in the Middle Ages, <laughs> Tom, Foolery. Tom Foley, F-O-L-E. So maybe the correct thing is Tom Foley. So not it's Tom not foolery. foolery. Mm. Tom Foley was a name assigned to those perceived to be of little intelligence. Ooh. A Tom Foley. Huh. Yeah. So Interesting. Tom, Tom Foley. Hey, thank you, Austin. We're acting like idiots. Maybe we could count on Austin for coming through in the clutch for us. Thank yeah. you. <clears throat> yeah. Okay, so no, no more Tom Foley. Yeah. All right. Yeah, yeah I, I doubt it. Yeah. There yeah. will be more. There's more to come. <laughs> there, there will be. It's an empty threat. There's more where that came from. Anyway, right, what they, are, yeah, anyway. what are we Back doing? to the security, security team idea. Um, you know, we, we've never put one in place, but we know that there are people in both locations that carry. Uh, we have a lot of retired law enforcement. Yeah. Um, you know, it's, it's kind of nice to know that there are people carrying and Kind um, of. Kind of. Say it's also scary. That people that nice. know what they're doing. It's also scary to think that there are just <laughs> random people, you know, with guns and they're, you know. Looking looking yeah. for a reason to use it. I yeah. guess. Um, and people are pretty quick today. I mean, I, there's a lot of videos out there where people are pretty quick to start shooting. Right. Uh, which is also scary. So I wasn't going to say much about this, but I will say this. At some point, we have to believe our theology. 
we have to trust if we believe God is sovereign and in control of all things, we have to actually apply that to our lives. Boop. And if that means somebody walks in and takes me out as a, as the pastor of the church one day, um, I have to be, you know, of, of the mindset that that's within the will of God. And, and our mission here is to preach the gospel and to make sure that, you know, as many people can find out about Christ as possible and not to, you know, always defend ourselves at all costs. I mean, when you look at the early church and you see what a lot of Christians go through and have been through for the sake of the gospel. So this is another, maybe the biggest part of the theology, in my opinion, <clears throat> that needs to be considered when we start looking yeah. at subjects like this is like, what, um, what is the church expected to do? Like, it is the name of the game stay alive as long as you can and, you know, cast off your oppressors and your tyrants, or is it that this is like status quo for the church? Like the world will hate you. They will do this. They will do that. They will do that. And so that doesn't mean we need to be, you know, stupid and stick our head in the sand and lay down everything. Like there's, there's wisdom and, um, you know, just stewardship with some of these things. But like, that's the theology that I think really has some legs with this is that we're, we're actually, here to be despised, hated, even killed, but we're Americans. But then, so but that's then, not true for us. <laughs> <laughs> but then also, right. like I'm talking out of both sides of my face when I say this. But somebody comes after my wife and my kids. Yep. And I want, I want, I want to be go. able to. I want a gun. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't, I don't carry a gun. But I, I, at that point, I want somebody to stop that. So you know, it's it's just such a hard thing. So I've even gone through yeah. that at home. Yeah. <clears throat> like thinking of my wife and kids, and it's like, oh yeah, like I'm 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 down with like sticking up for and. Go, going to battle, going to the mat for someone who's, um, you know, being come against. But like, so we were for years. I would have people in my house, maybe like you guys, doing like biblical counseling with. And some of these people were not fantastic sure. people, and some of them weren't even right in the head. And my wife freaked out one day. She was thinking about this after years and thought, you know what, you're you're counseling a lot of people here in our home. And you're telling them a lot of things that they don't want to hear. And she says, some of these people aren't real stable. And she started getting really kind of, you know, bothered by the, the idea that they could come back, sure. any of them, and they have all kinds of reasons to. And so that's when we went out and we did our training and we got our concealed carries, which we didn't need for the house. But So I started sticking that thing on, on the nightstand next to me. But I started running through my head, like, what if someone came through that door right now? Yes, my wife's here, and this is when, you know, one or two of the kids were still at home. Like, what would I actually do even then? Like, yes, my wife and my kids mean more to me than anything, but, like, I still don't know, like, if I would want to just right. pick this thing up and start going to town. So, I don't know. Um, like, I, I think, it, for me, I would need to be in the moment. Like, before, like people ask, like, what would you do? And I, I've come to the conclusion, like, I have no idea right. what I would actually do unless the moment, like, I was in the moment. Like, I, there's no way to answer it, you know, yeah. for me. So, I don't yeah. know. Yeah, <clears throat> I had a moment because uh, I also have my, my concealed carry. And, and I had, when I had first started carrying, I had a moment at work one day where something maybe was going to go down. And I remember in that moment, just like running through a million scenarios in my head, you know, just in moments like, well, what about this? And what if this? And what if that? And what if that? And and it was a situation where like a guy was maybe going to go, you know, pepper a park with kids. And like, it was like the, sure. the thought was like, okay, like protect people. But still in that moment, like it just became very real. Like, okay, like something could go down or like, what am I actually going to do uh, in this moment? And it ended up nothing happened, but um, it was just, that was like a tense moment to think about like, what if this and what if that? Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, I used to know a guy that had a, like a Bible with a carve out in it for a gun. And he would bring it, and he would purposely like sit in the back like, yeah, by what? the door. Had a Bible that had a carve out. Oh yeah, yeah. Shaw, in, in Shawshank. It. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Cut out. yeah. 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 <laughs> Straight out of a mobster film. Totally. Yeah, yeah. And, and he would bring that, and, and he was kind of this self-imposed, like it's my job to protect the church. And he was a big guy, and you know that kind of thing. And uh, he sat in the back with his Bible with his gun, and it, and it just always struck me as a really weird, it's weird, a weird thing. I have a bu- I have a buddy <laughs> you guys both know from California, which um, their pastor. Like, just has that thing strapped to his waist, yeah. visible, as he preaches. Oh, wow. Open as he carries preaches. while he preaches. Wow. As he pre- no, yeah. he, he not only carries as he preaches, yeah. he makes sure everybody sees that. Wow. So, he, yeah, and it's just, to me, like, that's just ridiculous. It's just right. ridiculous. Yeah, I would say open carrying a church is, is, is right out. That's a no for me, dog. Yeah. <laughs> nope. <laughs> Um, yeah, you know, security is important, and that's something that you know we take seriously. And we have you know some some measures in place for security, and churches probably are wise to have some security protocols uh, in place. But you know, again, I just would go back to the question I posed earlier: like, is, is God pleased if you take somebody out right. in church? Right. Um, you can apply that to you know any movie theater, school, or wherever. But just as we're thinking specifically about the church and, and guns in the church, you know, is that something that God really is? pleased with yeah if a bad guy comes in and you know three people pull out their guns and take him out yeah christians win yeah, bad right. guys zero you right. know all i know is i'm very much looking forward to a day when uh those won't even be a needed thing you know there will be no discussion about guns or gun control or right. weapons of any kind because we won't need them because we'll be in the presence of god and well because there will be no uh, sin there'll be no <laughs> sin <laughs> right. our hearts will be fixed yeah right i'm yeah. looking forward to a, a gunless age well, it's funny, is um, it? Yeah, totally, man. That, that I mean, that's what it's all about. Um, yeah. When I was reading this article and seeing these two guys on polar opposite, you know, like sides of this um, for different reasons, you know, with different kind of philosophies and thoughts on it. Like I saw that I, I get the reasons like on both sides. Sure. I, I know that I lean more toward one side than the other. Right. But like I, um, I, I really thought as I'm reading this article, like this is one of those conscience things, you know what yeah. I mean? Where, where it's, it's something that's done by faith and conscience between you and God. Yeah. Like it's not, it's not just across the board. Like yeah. everyone should think exactly the same on this. I think, I think that God gives different people, different uh, capacities sure. to walk in. Well, even like the ability, you know, the, the mental and emotional ability, um, everybody's different. You know, I mean, yeah. I, I come from law enforcement, my dad, my grandpa, my brother, all in law enforcement. I could not, I mean, yeah. in the fight or flight re- response. Brent, I, have you ever been in a fight? <clears throat> yeah. Okay. But, but how not, did it go? Uh, you just went off a notch on life. <laughs> uh, it was kind of like Napoleon and Kip where I just kind of you know, slapped <laughs> the guy and ran away. You know? hurt my mole. Yeah, I, I'm not a yeah. I, I'm a flight guy more than a, a fight guy in general. So that's just my makeup. So that's why I became a pastor, not a cop. Probably. <laughs> I still have to to run every once in a while, but it's not as anyway. But I, I know there's some people that just have that. You know, God has wired them in a certain way to to be calm, to be you know even even like the person that we just asked to be in charge of the warming center. You know, I mean, yep. he's just one of these guys that's a very He's got this presence about him, and he's, yeah. he's calm, and he's in control. He can handle business, but he can de-escalate things yeah. just yep. by, uh, by his nature. I feel a lot better about somebody like that. Totally. You know, um, packing than, than somebody yep. that's right. like me. I mean, who knows what I would do? Yeah. <laughs> you know, i just start <laughs> like probably shoot myself in the foot or yeah. something first. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I used yeah. to know a guy that would carry, uh, and he, was, he walked with a cane. Couldn't stand up straight. Like he was hunched over. Awesome. And I'm just thinking, like, what? What happens if he ever has to pull out <laughs> awesome. a gun? He's got the palsy. Like, yeah. Right. He can't even stand he up straight. He mounts it to the top of the cane. It's like a tripod, sure. like a single. Yeah. 
Anyway. So, um, be a tripod with it. But well, I do agree with what you said. It is a matter of yeah. conscience at some point. It's and a matter of conscience. If God convicts your heart one way yeah. or the other, you know, follow your conscience and, and yeah. see, seek his, yeah. you know, but, but also keep your theology in mind. You know, if we believe yeah. God's in control and that he's, you know, he's, yeah. he's sovereign over the affairs of men, then yep. trust in that, you know, trust in him. Let, let him be the one that we run to and that we trust in more than anything else. Yeah. Yep. So, so, so what do you say, just real quick before we move on to the next topic, what do you say to the, the person that maybe is freaked out at the thought that somebody might be carrying in church? I mean, other than what you just said, like, so how do you, someone that just maybe is appalled by that idea, what, what do you say to them? I got nothing. I got okay. nothing. <laughs> what would you say to him, Chad? Yeah, Chad. <laughs> I mean, I mean uh, obviously what, what you just said, the sovereignty of God that's, and trusting and, and matter of conscience and, and all of that, yeah. um, there, there's a part of me that's, that's thankful that some people take it upon themselves to, to protect. Um, mm. You know, like I think about, you know, military and police and those kinds of things, and there's some people that, um, you know, for better or worse, are kind of, you know, eager to run towards danger and, and that's you know i think that's a gift of god that, that there are people that are protectors yeah. so i'm thankful for that but then on the other side of the coin i think about the people that are over eager to carry <laughs> uh, any or like they're just waiting you know for their moment yep. um you know that, that's not cool no. either and and that's not you know trusting of god uh, you know a christian way to live in the world i guess that's where my head was at sure sure yeah yeah well, anything else before we move on to the next topic Heck now let's move on <laughs> <laughs> but you were ready to ready to go. <laughs> no. It's, it's, um, okay. So next good. topic. So, so I, had, I had a couple of conversations this week with with two different people, kind of about similar things, and it had to do with uh, um, sort of conflict with people in the church. Mm-hmm. Um, well, one was definitely a conflict. The other maybe wasn't quite a conflict per se, but um, but it had to do with you know approaching people and having hard conversations. And so one, one scenario was that, um, you know, somebody had overheard some things that this other person said and, and maybe took some offense at what was said. Uh, it just wasn't sure. Like how, how do, how do I approach that person who maybe said some things that didn't seem becoming of a Christian? Um, how, and, and what do we do about that? And then the other scenario, uh, that I had a conversation I had this week was someone who had, uh, another Christian who was coming against them, just flat out, you know, slandering them and saying things that were untrue. Uh, and the question in that scenario was, how, how do I defend myself? Mm. Uh, should I defend myself? If if I do, what does it look like? Um, and both of those, in, in my mind, where my head went in both of those is just, you know, I don't think we're ever called as Christians to come at people out of our offense. Easier said than done. Yeah. But, but the Bible never tells us to, you know, correct people because we're offended or, uh, to defend ourselves out of our offense. And I was thinking of Ephesians chapter 4, starting in verse 29. It says, Let no corrupting talk come out of your mouth, but only such as is good for building up as fits the occasion, that it may give grace to those who hear. And do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God by whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. Let all bitterness, wrath, anger, clamor, and slander be put away from you along with all malice. Be kind to one another, tender-hearted, forgiving one another, as God in Christ forgave you. So, as we think about just kind of conflict or offense, you know, that, that we might have with people, what what would you say? Like, like maybe let's speak to both of those scenarios. So, the first scenario where maybe there was some offense taken at something that was said, um, you know, what what do you say? Keeping Ephesians four twenty nine, uh, you know, the passage that we just read, in mind. Uh, as far as how to deal with maybe being offended by another believer. Well, the, what's great about the passage, obviously, is it speaks to both <coughs> sides. 
Right. <laughs> so for so first of all, like, don't be talking this way. Don't be like blasting people. Don't be slandering people. Don't sure. be um, using coarse or you know vulgar language. Right. Sure. Like it, it deals with that, but then it also deals with the response. Right. Which is which is that you never have an excuse to re- repay evil for evil or bad for bad. Like, how do you actually give that person something they don't deserve in the way that you correct them or interact with them right. on the backside of that? So it's kind of cool that it it answers both. Right. Speaks to both. Yeah, that's good. I was just thinking of the the passage where um, the turn the other cheek passage and um, and that uh, it's funny. Wait, are we still talking about guns? Yeah, no. <laughs> Could no, no, it doesn't you apply know, to that. I mean, it, it sounds like it comes up and just punches you in the face that you know you say you know here you know punch yeah. me again yeah. and and it's really the way that they specify or he sets that up the way Jesus talks about it is if somebody hits you I think it's in the, you know in the specific cheek with the specific hand and the only way you can be hit that way is a backhand so it's like a backhand if somebody you know, offends you that way. It's yeah. like, a, it's like an insult. So that, that's kind of the concept is if somebody's insulting you or offending you, um, how do you respond? And Jesus says, you know, turn the other cheek, which is again, not easy to do, but, um, who, you know, I think that there's that idea that we should never, who, you know, do you realize who I am? You know how important I am? Right. I should never be offended. You should never, you know, it's like, get over yourself. Everybody's going to be offended sometimes. And, and, you know, I think of that quote that Spurgeon said, you know, if, if men think ill of you, you know, don't, you know, don't don't feel too bad. You know, they it's far they, worse. If, than yes, think. far worse than you think. If they really knew who you were, they'd, yeah. they'd, they'd really think poorly of you. So it's like, I don't know. Sometimes I think we just need to. That might not be what you're looking for, but for me, it's like when I get offended, I just have to stop and go. Wait a second, I'm not a big deal. You know, it's okay yeah. if I'm offended. Well, if if someone, yeah, I mean, it depends. Those are two different scenarios, right? Like, sure. it, it's clear that like if if there's a Christian or someone who proclaims to be a Christian that's that's walking in something that's bad, like. There's probably a conversation to be had in in a right way, right? Sure. Um, because they're playing by the same rule book that we're playing by. Right? They call, they call right. themselves a representative of Christ. But um, I was just thinking the same thing as you, Brent. Where like we're not obviously Jesus, but like I can't imagine. I cannot imagine the things that he heard said about him, right? In the hours that he was dying, hanging on the cross, like false the stuff accusations, that was, dude. I can't even imagine that, like whether it's vulgarity, whether it's slander, whether like the way that people were mocking him and what they were saying about him and his, his response is obviously that he went on to die for, but like right. father forgive them. They know, they know not what they do. Right. And it's yeah. just like, that's the part that I, I don't think we're even capable of most of the time. Sure. We should follow that. But um, yeah, I can't imagine. And, but, but there again is the example of, you know what? It's fine. And the thing with, about him, unlike the Spurgeon quote is like, he, absolutely was none of those things <laughs> and right. he still was able to like take it you know what i mean they were just you know sticks and stones they break my bones yeah but words will sorry no it, it's <laughs> funny how, how insecure we are as people at times that you know the and when you're around somebody that's extremely defensive and you see that it's just it's just a bad look, yeah, man. Sure. I don't know. I mean, we're all guilty at times, and you know, sometimes we're misunderstood. Sure. There's always reasons why this is going to happen, and if you can just find a way to turn the other cheek, consider the other person, you know, yep. over yourselves, it just goes a lot better for us as Christians. But there's there's a meekness that I appreciate about Christ, and when I see another believers, I appreciate it. Um, you know, he, he allowed himself to be wronged, mm-hmm. and uh, and he, he didn't have to. He, he had every you know, reason to stop or every way he could have stopped and he didn't. Yeah. And, and we need to have that mind if we can. It's hard, but yeah, 
I don't know. That's probably more to the one one scenario more than the other. Right, right. right. <clears throat> but the same is true when you when somebody is saying things about you know around you that um, that offend you or you know if you if you hear coarse language and stuff. We hear a lot of it as yeah. pastors. Um, sometimes it's surprising, um, and, and sometimes it, you're kind of like, it's hard to believe that you know a person that's a Christian would say certain things or do certain things. And okay. and yet I don't know. The longer I've been a pastor, the less I'm surprised by yeah. what people do. <laughs> and then we're like, oh wait, I say that in my mind all the time. No. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Some people have no filter, you know, and it's, and that's kind of the weird part. Yeah, is well, like some people like, are unaware that they're doing it or that they're some saying something wrong, and some people are fully aware. Yeah, and, some and people again, are trying too hard. We can't judge <laughs> the motives of people people's hearts, but there's probably a way to to, to humbly come alongside somebody and yeah, and just say, hey, you know, for you, sure, you might want to think about what you're saying and yeah, how totally. you're saying it. And I'd want somebody to do that for me if I was yeah. offending them, and people have. I mean, it could it could be done in in a way that builds that person up, like the scripture correct. says. Um, rather than tears them down or shames them, like, like what the heck are you thinking? You yeah. know what I mean? It right. could, it could be like, hey, we got to consider this because of who, you know, like it could be easy. But that's the yeah. funny thing when the Christian has that kind of, well, I never kind of. It's like, yeah, you have exactly. You, <laughs> yeah, exactly. you know, you have. Yeah, you have. Yeah. Yeah, it's not. the self righteous response <clears throat> right. is what's going to start getting us in trouble with our response. Yeah, yeah. And I don't, I don't, I don't think this fits either of the conversations that I had this week. But, but generally, you know. We, we Christians are pretty offendable people. Yeah. You know, we, we tend to take offense at, at things. And so what do, you, what do you say to the person that's quick to be offended at the behavior, especially of another believer? Yeah, I th- think that's what we were just talking about. <laughs> <laughs> Chad, what are you doing? I mean, how, how, are you how, trying to play with me? How, how do you, there's no easy answer to this, but how, how do you not be offended? Well, I would say, what we, I mean, I guess what we just talked about is, is considering Christ, what he went through, that yeah. he wasn't offended. That's why I, yeah. I would think, <laughs> I think. I thought we said it. Yep. I would do. I would do the things we just talked about. Yeah, yeah. No, that, that makes sense. <laughs> the the other the second. I mean, it's obviously talking about forgiving, right? Right. So, like part part of like we will be offended, like Brent yeah. said. Like, there's you can't get away from the fact that if you walk on this earth for any period of time, like it's a matter of time before you're offended. So like what we do with that is the difference. And obviously we're called to forgive, which is so ridiculously hard. Right. Also, depending on what the, the offense is, some of them are easier to forgive than others. Sure. Right. But to, to forgive is to, is to pardon, you know, it's the same thing Jesus did. Yeah. Like forgive them. They, they know not what they do. Like that was his response to it. So, well, and I, I, I mean, I kind of already said this, but keeping in mind what we actually deserve as people, you know, and, and to see the mercy that I've received and the grace that I've received, not just from right. from God, yep. but even from my fellow human For beings. Sure. Um, you know, it's again, it's just like, man, be, be grateful that. Yeah, I mean, it could be worse. It could be a lot worse. You know, yeah. if we got what we deserve. So, yeah. yeah. Have you figured out how to not let any corrupting talk come out of your mouth? Oh yeah, a long time ago. <laughs> <laughs> just keep my mouth shut. Yeah, yeah. Just don't, do don't talk. <laughs> don't talk. When that's I get the, angry, that's the key. <laughs> I'm, I'm not real good at this one. But otherwise, I, I was horrible, man. When I got saved, my 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 language was just bad. I, I was talking in ways that I didn't even know. Like we were talking about a minute ago, I didn't even yeah. consciously realize the stuff that was coming out of my yeah. mouth. <laughs> and I remember at one point struggling with it before God and going like, like, how am I ever going to, how, how am I ever going to get victory over this? Like, I don't even know half the time when I'm doing it. And then it was like, at one point, like a, someone came to me and said, do you realize, like, I think it was someone who, who worked with me. I was like, 
like, you haven't said this word in like a week. <laughs> like, that's how bad I yeah. was is everyone like, you know, <laughs> are you okay? Yeah. Yeah. Like, are you okay? And I was like, really? Like, okay. You know? And you know. then he said that word. right? Yeah. There, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, Brad, I didn't. <laughs> Self-control. <laughs> I would think that it's, you know, again, it, it's uh, your conscience is, is everybody's a little different as far as what, what words are okay sure. and not okay. I grew up, you know, saying every imaginal, you know, I, like I peppered them into my, my sentences like commas and um, I, I swore a lot. So when I became a Christian, my language cleaned up, but it, but cleaned up according to what I was used to. Not necessarily like sure. what my wife's family was used to, you know, for them, crap was that not, you couldn't say that. Uh, the F word in their house was fart. You know, and I'm like, well, that's not a bad word. So I had to, you know, dang was a bad yeah. word because you might as well just be saying the other word. Yeah. So everybody's got a different standard. Yeah. Um, but I think just generally speaking, if, if, if we're saying stuff as Christians that we know is yeah. offensive or, or hurtful to somebody, yeah. you know, we need to just think about it. Well, a lot of it's the way yeah. those words are said, too. Like, yeah. Like a lot of it's just how it's how it's done rather yeah. than um, what's done. But, yeah, I, th- I think the part where, like, I I started being, like, sanctified or mindful of my speech is, is as a Christian, I started just listening to other people talk and it, it became <laughs> ugly at some point where yeah. what used to be normal, what used to be acceptable, what used to even be funny or whatever, uh, crass talk, vulgar talk, like even comedians and stuff like that, like there was nothing started to become <clears throat> ugly. And that's yeah. just, that's a work of the spirit. It's not cause I started to decide right. that that was going to be unattractive to me. Like it became unattractive to me because of God in me. You know what I mean? And right. so God kind of navigates us in those things in his time. Right. In his time. Yeah. So it, he peels things back. It's work to yeah. endeavor to always build up and never tear down. Right. What do you right. say, Chad, to someone who considers himself a cussing Christian? <laughs> I, I know I know some of those. Me and Chad, me and Chad <laughs> met someone a couple weeks ago who, who was pretty proud to announce yeah. that he was a cussing Christian. Yeah. It's like... What does he, that mean? Like, what, what, I've actually right. seen it. That we talked about this a long time ago on, on ODP, but there's just a kind of a, a new movement, perhaps, or whatever, of, of younger people that don't think there's anything wrong with bad language. Yeah. Uh, and it used to be like women didn't swear. Yeah. Um, you didn't swear if you were around women or children. Yep. And that's all gone now in, yep. in, yeah. in uh, you know, these young whippersnappers. No, just yeah. kidding. Not all yeah. of them. But it's just weird that this has changed. Yeah. Even on TV shows now. I mean, you used to see, like, you know, guys yeah. would have foul mouths. Now it's just across the board, women, children, everybody swearing right. all the time. And it's just yeah bizarre that we've come to this but it is a cultural it is you know distinction that, that well i think um, it comes with postmodernism. i think it comes it does. With, with relativity yep. where where you say that this word belongs over here in this category yep. but that's not my truth i say that right. this word is over here even the because i i had two of my kids go through this with me yeah. at one point and it's like don't come into my house and play that game with me <laughs> right <laughs> you know what i mean like we're not going there bro yeah. you know but it's it's a relativity thing it's, it is. It, it's a whatever you want to be true sure yeah. Including language. But the truth is, if we're saying something that we know offends yep. um, a, a dear saint in the yep. Lord that's in our midst, yep. just get it, just put that aside, you know? Totally. Have that would be part sake. of what we're seeing here in Ephesians yeah. 4, right? right? Yep. Yeah. Same, same idea. Is it, yeah. Put it away. No, no corrupting talk out of your mouth, but yep. only such as good for building up. For building up. As fits occasionally, you may give grace to those who hear. So yeah. if you think it's fine, but you know it's not building up that person over there, there's right. your answer. Right. Stop yeah, exactly. doing it just for yeah, the sake for of For the that. sake of the other person. Yep. Boom. And, and yeah. this is another one of those things where we might be the weaker brother in this. Yes. You know, my sensitivities might be yes. different than yours, and maybe I'm the weaker brother, but still, for the sake of your weaker brother. Um, yep. Yeah. That's yeah. Right. Well, even in the the, you know, the first scenario that we're talking about, the person was concerned, like, should I go to this person and talk to them about yeah. 
you know, the things that they said. And, and we can approach those kinds of things, again, sometimes out of our offense and say, you offended me, you know, knock it off. For sure. Or we can approach those things, as Scripture tells us, to build up, yep. to show grace, and out of love, not out of offense. And those are two very different things. To see something things. better for them. Right. Not for us, but right. for them. Right. Yeah. And so again, it's it's the hardest thing in the world to yep. set our offense aside at yep. times. Yep. But but the Bible tells us that you know as Christians, this is how we. And this kind of applies to guns too. We just we live in the world differently. We engage with the world differently. We don't fight fire with fire. Right. So we don't fight you know corrupting talk with more corrupting talk, right. um, uh, or out of our offense. And so um, easier said than done. Yeah. For sure. What about the second scenario uh, that I talked about? So I have a person who has uh, another Christian who is slandering them. I you need to go on to the next and, topic. And, and promoting things that are not true. Breakfast burrito, <laughs> breakfast burrito, inside 11. Well, that, was, that was good. <laughs> I, I would say the same thing again. You know, we're... we're it, 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 the stakes just seem to be higher in the second scenario. Yeah, but again, where, the same you know, thing. You know, we looked slandered. at what Jesus was. Th- they said things about him that were untrue. Yeah. Uh, we just need to get over our offense, and and yeah. you know, uh, there's nothing wrong with defending yourself to some point, sure, maybe. Yeah. But it, I don't know. I think I don't know. To me, it's like, yeah, if they knew everything about me, like I said, they, they you know, they'd have more more grounds to be upset with me than what yeah. they currently have. Sure. So. I think we can, I think we can def- defend ourselves <clears throat> within reason. I think again, how we do it matters. If we're coming off just prideful and, and arrogant, like like we're super important people, yeah. which that's the reason you shouldn't have done this to me is because of how yeah. awesome I am. <laughs> that's when it's a problem. But like it, it's okay for us to answer things that are correct things sure. that are wrong. I mean, we see Paul do it like Second Corinthians right. is almost yeah, a, whole book, a, a b- whole book of him. And he actually goes into cuckoo mode you know, for a while, but it has <laughs> its strategy. But like it, it's okay for us to set the record straight. Like that's that in and of itself is not a bad thing. Sure. But again, like the attitude is, are we, are we trying to just prove this person wrong to, to put them down like in their place? Or are we trying to, to actually produce something for their good out of this? Right. right? Like, so the attitude in, in our response matters. Like, yeah. Like ab- we said. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. Next topic. Yep. Next topic. What's the next topic, yeah. Chad? I saw a social media post. Um, a page that I follow, and uh, the quote was this. It says, if the church is to be always reforming, what would you like to see the church reform today? Is the church to be always reforming? Well, that's, see, a, that's a question. I would say that's a... <laughs> that, that, yeah, that could be a false premise right off the bat. That's, a, that's attributed to the reformers, Whoa. and that's actually a later... Uh, that was like Barth that, that came up with that concept uh, much, much later than Carl the reformers. Barth? Yeah. Really? Oh. Yeah. Huh. Yeah, it's attributed a lot of times to Calvin and, and, and people. But We it's, weren't saying Barth. We were saying Barth. Carl Barth. T-H. But the idea that – I think it can be dangerous because there's this idea that we always need to be changing with the times. We always need to be adjusting with culture. We always need to be – and you see this happening right now in the church, this idea of always reforming. And it's like, well – I think people are taking it and running with it in a wrong direction. Uh, the idea that we always need to be um, getting back to what God's word says and teaches, reforming in that sense. So, like, Absolutely. if we get if we get out of, out of whack or out of line, we need to to reform our thinking to to match this again. That's true, uh, and and there's checks and balances, I guess, throughout history that have caused that. But the idea that we need to you know, oh, well, we need to think differently about, you know, the roles of men and women. We need to think differently about gender. We need to think, it, this is what I see the church doing, and, and this that, that idea of always reforming, I'm, again, that's a no for me, dog. You're talking yeah. about clear, <laughs> clearly unbiblical 
like yeah but that things. that that, right. that phrase i think people take and run with it in different because the reformers yeah. like when the reformation happened obviously that had to do with salvation there's nothing more important than the word of god soteriology yeah. like it had to do with the main thing but like luther didn't even want to leave the catholic church right, right? like he just wanted to change that and then go on with the church being what it is yeah and it's like there were like, don't stop here. <laughs> like, there's a ton of other things to reform, <laughs> you know, in the Catholic Church. So, um, but yeah, those are those are things that I think are just like that are more biblically founded and grounded that we can look at things and go, yeah. like, why do we do this this way? Like, why why do we approach this thing this way? Why do we administer this thing that way? Why do yeah. worship services look this way? Like, there, I think there are things that we can always look at and and ask the question and fine tune and try to be as biblical That's, as we That would be yeah, like methodology or, or you know sure. being contextual with with the way we think about you know how we inter- engage with culture and stuff For like sure. that. But as far as the the timeless truths of oh, God's yeah. word and the doctrines that have been passed down that yep. are that are orthodox um, we need to hold to those and it, and if we start to get away from them then then reformation right. is needed. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, so, so in that sense of kind of always coming back to center mm-hmm. you know the church should always be reformed I mean, just because of our tendency to get off center. Well, right. I, th- I think that's more it, right? Is it's not that the word of God's ever moving. We are. We are. We're, right. we're always prone to move, prone to leave, prone to wander, prone to invent something new. Lord, I feel it. Prone yeah. to de- <laughs> develop something new. Like we're, we're we're the challenge, and so the Reformation really is always with us, our, with ourselves, self-examining, yeah. questioning. Again, like I started questioning, why do we do this the way we do? Because it could be something we've just moved into just because. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? And I. I think that's that's something the church should always be challenged with. Yeah, is you know what? Why do we do what we do? Because we are always changing, right? Yeah. So, so what do you see? So, if, if the church is always to be reforming in the sense of coming back, you know, to the center, uh, to God's word, faithfulness to God's word, what generally? I'm not talking about the door specifically, but generally, what what do you think? What reform needs to happen in the church today, in your mind? Gosh, and it could be a long list. Where do you even start, dude? I mean, I, I think one of the things we've seen, we kind of went through the rise and fall of Mars Hill and, and the idea of celebrity pastors and, and uh, no accountability within the, the leadership of the church at times. Um, that's just a dangerous thing for yeah. the church, you know. And so even the idea of having kind of one head lead guy without, you know, other guys around him, I would love to see the church reform in that way. Yeah. Um, you know, that, that's a big one. Yeah. You'd have, you'd have a lot of heartache, uh, a lot of disillusionment erased if you got rid of that paradigm. Yeah. Agreed. What do you got, David? This one would be harder. This one's more for the American church, but like the the whole, um, the whole blending of our politics with our yeah. Christian faith like bothers me. Like if there was one thing I could walk in and say like we're done with this. <laughs> so, <laughs> so like our our Christian faith, our Bibles inform every area area of our lives, including our politics. You can't get away from that. I'm not saying that you can separate them. Yeah, but but like. The priority of what is what, like who you who you actually are, how you identify, um, like it's just so bad. Like it bothers me yeah. to see the church so wrapped up in not discerning the two and how one affects the other, um, both negatively and positively. Like right. it's it's like it's nuts to me. Yeah. Well, I think what goes right along with that is is uh, we need to reform the mission of the church back to. So to me, it's key. It's it's the a great commission. Yes. yes. And not and not trying to make this world a better place. So, yeah. so it comes down to a reformation. Like, I would reform the church's idea of kingdom, 
and what the Bible talks about with kingdom, because that, that's really what it is. That's yeah. where it yeah. starts, is where your hope lies, and it, it could have to do with eschatology, because that obviously sends waves and ripple effects into all your other theology, but it's really an issue of, of kingdom. Yeah. And so like, I, it would be like a, a, a reform, a solidification of a of biblical understanding yeah. of kingdom so that we can get those other things right <laughs> and start thinking yeah. properly with everything else that falls behind it. But even the even, I agree with that, but the, even the solution that we, we go up, because some people do believe, some people's eschatology believe that we're supposed to usher in the second coming. Oh, so so we, the world's going to get better and better and better, mm-hmm. and so that we have to find a way to, to accomplish that. Yeah. And so that's where you see, you know, a, a, a great yeah. divide in the way we're doing it. But, but if God has given us the means of making people better is the gospel, right. then that's what, that you know, we need to be about preaching the gospel. And, right. and it seems like so many Christians are finding all kinds of other things to, to do, you know, right. try, try right. to moralize people, try to right. educate them. You know, the, the solutions that we, that we have to try to make the world a better place, so to right. speak, aren't necessarily by preaching repentance Correct. of sin and trusting in the work right. of Christ right. for salvation. That's right. what will change people. That's what will change for sure. the world. And I don't see people on that mission as much as they are about, like, let's get the right person in office. Agreed. Let's get the right policies yeah. in place. Right. And this will fix place, fix things again. And it's like, well, it could moralize things. It could make a better society to live in, right. which we all want, you know, I get. But it may not solve the, the heart issue. Right. No, I, and when I say kingdom, like, I, I, t- yeah. I mean it the way Jesus does. Like, gospel falls under, in my opinion, the banner of kingdom. Like, kingdom is the biggest subject that Jesus talks yeah. about. Like, it's just, and, and gospel is one of those things that, rightly falls underneath kingdom like you can't you can't separate them right so yeah. the gospel of the kingdom yeah. is what it is that that changes things yeah and that gives hope beyond what's not going right here yep. so yeah yeah <clears throat> i saw I a post uh, last night uh, attributed a quote attributed to leslie newbigin uh, it says we have corrupted the word Leslie church. Newbigin, 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 whatever. That's yeah, a dude, sorry. Leslie. Yeah, dude named Leslie. Yeah. It's a dude. Right. But he says we have corrupted the word church by constantly using it in a non-missionary sense. Mm. I thought that was good. Huh. Mm. You know who likes that guy? Who likes mm. that guy? Keller. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, like that gives big, him some street cred. Big influence in my on, book. on Keller. <laughs> That's um, why I know how to pronounce his name, Leslie Newbigin. Newbigin. Okay. Yeah. I stand corrected. Let's begin um, again. Yeah, I think if, if I had one, it would be just consumerism in the church hmm. uh, and individualism in the church, um, you know, I think is something that absolutely needs to be reformed. No doubt. Um, you know, we're, we're fighting the wrong battle largely as the church. Our, you know, our battle isn't political necessarily. Um, you know, the, the mission that God has given the church is the proclamation of the gospel. Uh, and if people, you know, turn, repent, and, and turn from their sin, uh, turn to God, that, that's going to take care of a lot of the other battles <laughs> the, the, the church and again, tries to this, fight. This, is, this would be directed more, in my opinion, to as an American thing, too. Sure. Like mine. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? It's like uh, there's a lot of other countries that aren't having these problems that we're right. having. They're not having um, a, a, a political melding and kingdom now and consumeristic thing because their lives stink. They're not right. following Jesus for those reasons. Right. They're not seeking out the church or in the church for those reasons. Right. right? Their their lives look nothing like ours. Right. These are these are these are serious like American reformations that need to happen. Yep. As a result of how we've always lived and our absolutely our prosperity that we've always had. Yeah. 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 I, I would go on along with what, what you're saying. Uh, the idea of um, the autonomous Christian, you know, as an individual um, my personal relationship with Christ, my, yeah. you know, how we, I don't know where that came from or where that started, but the, but you know, the idea of 
what the Catholic Church and what the Orthodox Church gets right is that they, they focus more on, and Lutherans and others as well, that the church as a whole, you're part of yeah, something right. um, that's bigger than bigger you. Than you're yourself. accountable to this thing that's bigger than you. You're yeah. not autonomous. Um, you're, yeah, part of, of you're, you're part of a body. And I wish we yeah. could reform that, get people's minds yeah, into this idea that, because um, I don't, there's just way too many, I don't know if it's an American thing or if it's, if it's everywhere, but it's, it's very detrimental to, to your walk, to you know, yeah. to you yeah. as, as an individual, and to the the rest of the people that are, you know. No, I th- I think we all, as human beings, no matter where you live, struggle with self. I think yeah. as Americans, though, yeah. we more, yeah, be- be- because of the rights and the freedoms that we've sure. had, right? Like it is about you, like the sky's the limit, <laughs> like yeah. like you you create your dream, right? And so we're we're way more individualistic, whereas you're right, like those uh, those older uh, denominations that have held. Are, they're universal, very universal minded. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. I, I would say also, like, let's, if someone becomes a believer, let's just mandatory hermeneutics class. <laughs> so, like, <laughs> there you go. One of the things that's been bothering me over the last week, like looking at all my Christian threads and then following like the, the discussions yeah. going on, is how. It's how it's hard to find somebody who reads their Bible well. Sure, like it. It's all. It's all. What does this mean to me? And it's all assumptions and speculations that they're building arguments and doc and doctrines yeah. off of. And it's like, let's just like when someone receives Jesus, let's throw them mandatorily yep. into like an ex- <laughs> a class of proper hermeneutics and exposition because like it's it's ridiculous. I would reform yeah. that in a heartbeat. It's actually worse than that because I'm, I it's told so you guys bad. I'm part of this group on Facebook. I don't know why I'm part of it still, but it's. It's a public group called uh, Pastors for Pastors, and to see the state of pastors in our, and it's not just America, it's, it's all over the place, but to see the theology, the things they believe, the advice they give, I mean, it's just like, how is the church, I mean, I know God said the gates yeah. of hell wouldn't prevail against the church, <laughs> but it's like, are you sure it's not happening? Because yeah. this is messed up. And I don't even know how many of them even believe what's, you know, like real doctor, real real truth Agreed. it's just a it's a mess it's a mess yeah. and, and these people are pastoring the churches all around yep. the you know the world yep it's sad yep so yeah i i mean you know i the, wish yeah. i wish people would would uh, actually learn to, to study and read their yep. bibles and, yep. it and, matters yeah. and get it right yep. yeah crazy yep. bad theology hurts people yeah and it starts with how you read your bible yeah yep all right, good. good. Well, probably lots more we could say about reform of the church, but I think we covered some big ones. Yeah. To, <laughs> yeah. Uh, anything else you want to talk about before we sign off for the day? <laughs> I don't know why I did that. That's <laughs> <laughs> there you I go. don't know what we're doing. Brent, pray us out of here. Okay. <laughs> Father, thank you for uh, uh, topics like these that we can discuss. Lord, uh, we, we realize some of these are... Um, things that are just hard to talk about. And we look forward to a day when, when we don't have to worry about um, a lot of the things we've, we've discussed, but Lord, help us to be people of your word, help us to be people of um, integrity and, and people who um, just love the church and, and love other people. Uh, give us opportunities. We pray um, just to, to see more people in our community and, and um, in, in the nation come to you and, and, and literally see you in the beauty that, that they should. And we ask that in Jesus name. Amen. 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 We'll see you next time around.
Thanks for tuning in to One Decent Pastor. If you'd like more information about the church, go to our website at thedoor3r.org. Thank you.